0: Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post weekend review. My name's Chris, and joining me after the international break is Dave. Hello, Chris. How are you doing? I've got too bad, Dave. Yourself? Yes, very well, thank you. Wicked, all uh, all um, ready uh, for a Premier League weekend after uh, the excitement of the international week.
1: Oh God, uh, it felt longer than ever, didn't it?
0: <laughs> I know, yeah. And the, oh, good news is the Premier League's back, and there seems to be a lot of games in a very short period. At the moment, yeah,
1: it's, as well. uh, it's a bit of a sprint finish now isn't it between now yeah. now and me.
0: Yeah. that's it business end of the season uh so while we're going on to the business end of the season we might as well talk about the early game from yesterday uh Fulham uh well not quite bottom of the table only because Huddersfield are really bad uh against uh second place Man City going into kickoff uh Man City regaining top spot with goals from Bernardo Silva and Sergio Aguero this could have been a hatful though really though couldn't it
1: yeah, it was strange really, because as you say, the first 25 minutes Man City were just full throttle, uh, and then nothing happened for the remainder of the mm-hmm. match. Uh, I was actually like, kind of drifting out of the game, and then was very surprised to like, kind of realise, oh it's only 2-0 after like 80 minutes, for some reason I, in my mind it was 3 or 4 the way the game had gone, it was just totally dead, but uh, I guess Fulham were always in with a shout if they if managed to score but as it was they better go at the their own half
0: mm. it was like a training ground game I, I, I think uh, I think it got to a point where Man City were basically thinking do you know what we can ease off the gas a lot here because Fulham were all over the place like we'll come on to another game from, from yesterday later where the defending was just as bad but <laughs> Fulham it was like I said this in the group chat They were just like there was passengers on the pitch like that um, is it Anguissa oh yeah what 23 million quid Yeah. (laughs) I don't think Uh, he put a foot in for a tackle or anything.
1: No, he's garbage, isn't he?
0: You know, he's he's, he's a 23-year-old Cameroon international. I had to look all this up because I'd never heard of him. (laughs) Uh, Because I watched most of the game live and then I watched Match of the Day. I'm sat there thinking, who is Fulham's number 29 as a fan run on the pitch? Or something, but yeah, he was so bad. Like I'm a 38 year old man. I've just started playing football again in the mid- in midweek, and like some of the younger lads at work go past me with no effort whatsoever. But as I said, I'm a 38 year old fat man. This is a professional footballer who's an international.
1: Yeah, it must be pretty embarrassing to uh, have rings run around you by supposedly the same level of opposition. But uh, there were streets and streets ahead of Fulham. As you two 0 really flattered Fulham. It could have been mm-hmm. absolutely anything.
0: Yeah, so, in, uh, no Mitrovic for uh, for Fulham. I think he picked up a knock on international duty apparently.
1: Yeah, I saw Scott Parker apparently wasn't very happy about it. He was like, well, he's obviously going to go and play for Serbia in games that matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like Fulham are going to get out of this realistically.
0: Well, I know a, that
1: the pays wages and all this, but like, he's obviously going to play games he's fit to play and if he's not fit to play for the club, then, you know, so be it. But,
0: yeah, I Should think I... I think Fulham can actually be down in midweek, if not definitely by next weekend, because they're only yeah, three I points think... better off than uh, than Manse- than uh, sorry than Huddersfield, aren't they? Who are now yeah. confirmed to be down. Yeah, I think
1: if they lose to Watford, um, that will have them. Yeah, that'll that'll relegate them because they'll be sixteen behind Burnley with only fifteen to fifteen to play for.
0: Yeah, let say. So, but looking at this team, they definitely look like they were already down, and the the players know. It. But the thing I find you know weird is, okay, so they they're down, or uh, well, practically all all but confirmed down. Um, they've got a new manager, but there's not there's no there's no like free swing. If you know what I mean, there's no like. Well, we're down. None of these players are going to want to play in the championship. You know, they're not good enough for the Premier League though. Um, you know, but they have expensive players are coming from you know, all over all over Europe and, and beyond. do You think they'd have a go to try and put themselves in the shop window, if you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I think there's probably an element in the park I probably fancies the job full time and if he's getting beat five and six nil off, you know, the two of the teams they've played, they've played Liverpool, um, Chelsea a few weeks ago and now and now Man City if they would lost them all four, five nil, he's got no chance of getting the job. But if mm-hmm. he's if they're at least keeping it tight then I guess it might give him a shot at getting the job.
0: I suppose. But, you know, like Hud- Huddersfield, who, who we'll come on to in a bit, have been terrible this season. But since they appointed a new manager, there's been a little bit more to them, if you know what I mean.
1: Yes. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But but Fulham,
0: Fulham are the exact opposite. And, and Fulham are above Huddersfield in the table.
1: But I guess the difference to that is that Huddersfield's guy's already got the job. He probably knows he's going to have the chance to, to have a proper crack at it next season, whereas Scott Parker's essentially having a. On the job interview, isn't he?
0: Hmm. Oh yeah, but like, but then look, going back to Anguisa and Lamar Le- Le- Shand, who is quite possibly one of the worst <laughs> defenders I've ever seen, and I'm an Arsenal fan. Like, who's gonna, who's gonna come in for these players? You know, if I if I was a scout watching that game yesterday, like the ball boys got more chance of being signed well, than Anguisa, He was he was there was absolutely nothing to him yesterday.
1: It's the worst case scenario. As well, and they're all signed, probably on four or five year contracts.
0: Mm-hmm. They've
1: all they've all cost millions of pounds. So they're either going to leave on loan, which is what usually happens in this situation, um, or they're going to have to be sold at a cut price because no one's going to pay the same same price. For them.
0: That's it, and you know, even players like uh, uh, Kearney, who was you know their best player when they got promoted, he's like a, a quite a bright prospect. He was awful yesterday as well. You know, I just I just don't understand it. Well,
1: that's, that's probably the worst thing from Fulham's point of view is that they gave away two goals. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally just like fosu Menta, who. Some man on Twitter called me a prick for this, but I said that they had <laughs> Fos- Fos- had no chance of making the grade at Man
0: United. Yeah. Which I
1: don't, did, I don't think was that controversial opinion. But no,
0: uh, not really. He's he's not been good anywhere he's been. I think um, he was at Palace at one point, was he? Yeah, he was on
1: loan. Yeah, um, uh, I a, I'll get, the,
0: I'll get confused with Fossumenta because they've got um, Man United have got another young lad uh, who they've sent out on loan a few times. Who's probably not as, exactly the same name. But I remember there was a lad who was on loan at Wolves. Um, a few seasons back, with, it might not have been him though. And he oh, was terrible um, as well. Borthwick Jackson. That's it, Borthwick Jackson, and yeah, it, it's the double barreled names. They love a double barreled name. Yeah, yeah but, but no, they're... I mean he,
1: he's shite. Like let's call it, let's call it a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. A, he's just not very good. He's certainly not good enough for Man United, is he?
0: Nah, no not at all. Although we'll come onto them shortly. Mm. Um, Man City, yeah, I say it was it was all very easy for them. It's you know it's hard hard to say anything about them when they literally were just going through the motions. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and it's going to be the same on Wednesday when they play Cardiff. I think, obviously, we'll come on at Cardiff later on, but uh, I can't imagine Cardiff going to even lay a glove on Man City.
0: Oh, yeah, Warnock's already said that he's going to play the the kids yeah. and try and keep it be on, be, be, uh, so it doesn't go beyond 10 or 11, apparently. But, and, he th- and he
1: thinks the best way to do it is by playing the kids. Like, can <laughs> just play his first team? <laughs>
0: the kids might be better at this stage. Well, maybe... Um but yeah, uh on to the next game then one match of the day order as 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 always. Uh Manchester United at home against Watford in uh Oligon Solskjaer's first game officially at the wheel. Um bit of a troubled period before the international break. Uh but they came back uh with a two one win. It, to be fair, they weren't great, but you know, they got the win.
1: I mean, Watford had, was it 20 shots? Imagine going to Old Trafford and having 20 shots it's mad, and, and, not, it? and not winning. Like, I know it's not his team yet and all this kind of stuff, but uh, there's um, a lot of improvement to, to be done. Um, oh, yeah. They weren't great, but I, someone rang up 6 or 6 and said that was a worse performance than anything that happened under
0: Mourinho. Oh, no, not at all. Now, that was going to be my next point. He, no, he's
1: obviously neglected the, the fact they scored two goals and mm-hmm. it was going to be a comfortable win until the very last minute when Watford eventually scored But uh-huh. um, I mean Watford aren't a bad team Like it's not like they were playing Fulham like, Yeah. They uh, Watford have been given teams problems all season alright they probably had more of the game than you'd expect maybe at Man United but the way Solskjaer set the team up is that they play on the counter attack it's not like they've been battering teams at home under them they've had a few nervy games where they've only won 1-0-2-1 that kind of thing um, so I wasn't massively surprised to be, to be quite honest with you
0: that's it I say it wasn't a great performance uh, but I, I think it was a lot better than most of the Mourinho performances I saw um, you know yes they, they they come away with a win uh, to be fair to him Ole Gunnar Solskjaer came out after the game and admitted that a draw would have been a fair result as well which you know obviously Mourinho wouldn't have had, might, had that interview it's uh, easy
1: to say that when you've won though isn't it
0: yeah <laughs> that's it um <laughs> I think uh, Marshall had a penalty shout where he just got literally eight muscled for the ball. Um, the only other thing that I've got written down here was the pass from Luke Shaw oh, for great, Rashford's opener.
1: Great ball. But, it was fantastic. Um, I had to laugh that pretty much every single one of the players who pulled out of the international games was, were miraculously fine this oh, weekend. Yeah. Uh, and those who went away, like Hazard and Son, didn't start today. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some merit in uh, these uh, international injuries.
0: Yeah, and uh, another thing that I've got written down was um, that, I don't know if you noticed, there was an interesting corner routine for Man United. I didn't notice this. So this is just from the highlights on Match of the Day. It was literally like a -a five-a-side corner where it was just played straight down the line. Everyone's just standing around, Mata runs onto it. Oh, yeah. And then, like, it pinged around in the middle. It you know, didn't score from it, but they, they created a chance. But it's not the sort of thing you usually see at, like, Premier League football. They literally just took the corner straight away, pinged it right along the byline, and Matic oh, yes. just ran oh, in man. behind it. I just thought it was, like, that's, like, six aside kind of stuff. <laughs> um, and Decore scored a pretty decent goal for Watford, but, yeah, yeah, last minute, so it was a bit too late.
1: Yeah, I like Decorro. I think. Uh Quite a few clubs are quite keen on getting him in. Um, so it would be interesting if Wat- Watford can hold on to him or not. Um, don't like to get in the habit of just sort of selling all the players outside the top six off to better teams, but kind of feel it will happen eventually.
0: Yeah, so he's attracted an interest from a few clubs, as we've mentioned on the show before. Uh, Rashford continued his great scoring record on Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um But yeah.
1: I'm surprised to see he only has 10 goals this season. I know, yeah. it's more, I know he's had in any other season, but I felt like he's had... More than that.
0: Yeah, it's the first time he's hit double figures. I'm guessing that's Premier League goals, though, because you do feel like he scores a lot more. Mm. Unless yeah. he just
1: didn't under Mourinho. <laughs> yeah,
0: maybe. He's always shoved out on the wing, wasn't he? Yeah, um, true. But yeah, he's he's been great since playing through the middle. Um. But yeah, like you were saying earlier on, though, it's not Charles Gars team yet. You can imagine there's going to be a lot of overhaul and he's going to do there.
1: Yeah, I don't know where to start, really, because... <laughs> The,
0: the right back the, would probably be a good
1: place. <laughs> well, actually, I'm sure you But <laughs> having said that, I've enjoyed Dallow's performances since mm-hmm. he's yeah, looks since right. he's been in and around the squad. Um, and it kind of defeats the point. He's going to keep buying players to replace these young players who they're supposedly trying to to nurture through. Um, but of course, Fosu-Mensah will be back in there, I imagine. So. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, make, making Chris Smalling look incredible. Mm. Um,
1: what would what, you do if you were if you were Show what would be your, your first uh, your first signing?
0: I first sign, but I think the first thing I'd do is clean out a lot of the deadwood. I think, you know, uh, Herrera's contract's up. You know, he, he's, a, he's a decent enough player. You know, I I, I, I kind of like Herrera um, as a squad player. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think. I, it, I
1: honestly think that the biggest issue is Matic. Yeah, because he's, his, he's leg, his legs have
0: gone, yeah, yeah. completely. But yeah.
1: How, they haven't got a leg for leg replacement because I don't acknowledge Scott McTominay as that. No, he's not. You
0: know, he's. he's I think Scott Maton, mate, as good as he could be, I imagine, he could be one of these, you know, these um, Man United wonder kids who come out of nowhere and then do brilliant and the next thing, you know, they're, you know, they're playing in the Championship and then they disappear. Like, you know, you're mm. uh, and the like.
1: I mean, other than being Scottish, he does just seem like another Darren
0: Fletcher. Yeah, basically. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, probably... But, but who you, do who'd you, who'd you bring in to replace Matic? You know, you know that sort of player. Yeah, yeah Chelsea have got a couple.
1: decoro Yeah, Decore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. um, no, I mean, um, I imagine they'll probably look look abroad, but if, if you're looking at Premier League players only, you'd have a look at probably Gay from Everton. Um, mm-hmm. Decore is probably a bit more than Matic. He's kind of box-to-box really, isn't he? Um, what about, know, it, it, what it, about a lad position.
0: at Newcastle who's out of contract? D'Armé?
1: I think he'll probably look <laughs> higher profile than, uh, than old army like, but uh, you never know
0: oh, yeah so Decor is a good, a good shout though but uh, yeah Man United keeping up their assault for a top four place uh, and judging by other performances this weekend they've got a really good shout uh other clubs chasing glory near the top of the table and a relic- and at the bottom of the table, I suppose. Uh, Burnley, 2-0 winners against Wolves. Uh, shock result for me. Um, Sean Dyche's uh, 300th game at Burnley. Uh, interestingly enough, his first game as Burnley manager was also a 2-0 win against Wolves.
1: Well, fancy that.
0: I know, yeah.
1: As soon as I saw the Wolves team for this, I, I was worried I thought Burnley would win. Um, he left out Jimenez and doggerty who pretty much Wolves' main contributors, mm-hmm. um, with both of them on the bench, and Burnley scored after what, a minute, two minutes? Yeah, 90 seconds, basically. Yeah. Um, so I think the right was kind of on the wall from that moment on. Yeah. I, I, I,
0: to be fair, I was kind of surprised, I remember when the, the squads come up and I thought, oh yeah, there's no him and it's there's no, no, no Doherty, um, but it's still a strong line-up from Wolves, really.
1: I mean, why, why would you play a or as a right wing-back? Like... All right, I get it. He can run, but surely he can only run in—he well, runs in all directions, but n- not backwards.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, you're looking at a Burnley team. They don't have that width, do they? They don't—they don't play really play with nippy wingers. So you think oh he might be all right?
1: Well, I suppose he didn't—he he wasn't fault for the goal, I'd have to say. But uh, McNeil—I didn't realise he was only 19, but he's—he mm-hmm. um, looks the part. Yeah, he looks all right. Unusual, really, for Burnley to bring through anybody who's not six foot four, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, interestingly, Wolves have only lost two games in their last thirteen, both to teams in the relegation battle. Uh, the last one against Huddersfield. Um, but yeah, I re- saw. A, really I saw
1: strange. Wolves have lost more games against teams in the bottom four than the top four, or something like that. Yeah, basically. Great.
0: <laughs> it's it's it, it, it's really really strange.
1: Cheers, Wolves! You haven't <laughs> helped us at all. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, yeah, an absolutely massive win for Burnley. Um, but yeah, the only other thing I could I've got written down really is Ashley Barnes probably handball could have given Wolves a penalty. Um. Yeah,
1: probably was, but I don't think Wolves really deserved to win on the day. It looked mm. like a bit of a bit of a a really of a match really. There, weren't, there weren't loads of chances for either team, but yeah. uh, it's just if as soon as Burnley score early, you know the game's going to be killed. there's going to be lots of dead balls, set pieces, throw-ins. You know. All the things Sean Dice thrives on.
0: Yeah. Oh, t- t- talking about dead balls and set pieces. Uh, mm. Brighton uh, lost 1-0 at home to Southampton and South Coast Derby. Uh, I haven't got hardly anything written down for this one. Uh, Holberg scored the winner. Uh, the only thing I've got written down was that Montoya hit the bar and Brighton maybe could have had a penalty, but it looked like a miskick to me.
1: Yeah, I think it was a miskick. Um, in real time, it looked like a pen, but when, when I actually saw it back, it was pretty much no contact. And he just throws himself to the floor. Um, Brighton, fuckin' okay, hell! Like they were lucky to win at Palace just before the international break. If they'd lost that, and then obviously lost yesterday, they would have been on thirty points, mm-hmm. two points over the relegation zone. Losing at home to Southampton, who are all right, they've improved, but it, they're, they're down there with them. That, this is this is normally Brighton's bread and butter, winning games like that, home mm-hmm. against lower league, lower table opposition, shall I say. Um, they go to Chelsea on Wednesday. They go to obviously Man City in the Cup next weekend. It's uh, looking a bit hairy for them. I think they'll be alright, but
0: bloody hell. I was going to say, Southampton are pretty much safe by the looks of things. Um, you know, I imagine they're going to pick up another couple of results in the last six games. Um, but yeah. Brighton, yeah, could be dragged, dragged well into it. So, where are Brighton at the moment? I haven't got
1: the, the tables though. They're 15th, they're, they're on 33, along with Southampton and Burnley. Um, they've played a game less, but I say their game in hand is against Chelsea away on Wednesday. No, so it's
0: three points for them, then, so they, they might be safe <laughs> as well. Be, they'll be fine. Um,
1: but, no, I mean, the same old problems, though. They, they only have one goal scorer, really. And it's Glenn Murray, who's 36, 37.
0: Yeah, and he played yesterday, didn't he? So chances uh-huh. are he won't play midweek.
1: He wouldn't have thought so. Um, and then I say if they can't beat Southampton at home, and that's kind of their gimme games. They've got Bournemouth at home to come, um, and Cardiff at home, which is looking like a fairly big game at this rate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so, it's weird that this game was like the fourth game on match today. I thought I dozed off and missed the rest of it. <laughs> I think it's
1: just in theory; it should have been an important game, but. They're both fairly turgid, really, aren't they?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, again, another segue. Then talking to turgid, Palace <laughs> beating t- Huddersfield. Now I say turgid just just because Huddersfield have been awful this season. But for me, this was probably the most entertaining game on match of the day.
1: Palace had so many chances, yeah. <laughs> and not like just half chances. Like Andros Townsend alone could have had three. Like it always took a left back in the end to score, but. Uh, this was just. Huddersfield themselves had a couple of half chances in the first half, but the mm-hmm. sec- second
0: half was just an absolute bad run by the looks of it. I was going to say, like, uh, Zaha played in the middle, which was unusual. Uh are kind of like a just behind the striker role.
1: Yeah, they've um, obviously got a lot of options now, because at half time they pulled, off, they pulled um, Max Meyer off. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I was surprised to see Meyer, Zaha, and Townsend all playing. Um, but he came off for. James MacArthur. Um, mm-hmm. So, who knows? I don't know what Roy was thinking, but going back to just the two winners seemed to work for them. But Huddersfield, as you said earlier, like they've, they've struggled all season. They don't score goals. They mm-hmm. tend to obviously concede at least two a match. It's never going to end well for them, and they've now got the joint quickest relegation on record.
0: Yeah, like the same weekend as it was it Derby. I yes, believe. and if it hadn't been for Wolves, they'd have probably been down a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it's mad that <laughs> Wolves, have, Wolves have given them six of their fourteen points.
0: <laughs> it is, but yeah, so this looked like quite an entertaining game. Uh, that guy again, Vrjevic, Um never misses a penalty. It seems, um, but yeah, Palace missed a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of chances. I say Van Harnock got the, the uh, a late. Uh, Second to wrap it up. Uh, interestingly enough, Huddersfield were relegated at the ground where their Premier League adventure began. Be- began. Well, I don't know what <laughs> began. That's not even a word. Uh, yeah, their first Premier League game was at Celeste Park as well.
1: Uh, against Frank de Boer when he was trying to single-handedly ruin Crystal Palace.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, well. Uh, but yeah, Huddersfield. Uh, do you think we'll see them again in the Premier League?
1: I'd be surprised, but then again... It's kind of a bit like when Hull went down we didn't even see them again but they still came back um, they have looked a bit better under Sivert is not yes, know who he says Jan but um, it's, it's men against boys at the minute isn't it so they can they weave pretty patterns all game but they don't really have a cutting edge this Grant they've picked up from Charlton mm-hmm. a full season of him playing in the championship, he, he could do very well or he might not be up to do it but he certainly looks the part so uh, he got a couple of goals at West Ham the other week, so if if he can solve their goal scoring problems, the likes if, it depends who stays really. If Pritchard stays, that'll obviously help a great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the defenders are, are okay, certainly a Championship level, that should be fine. Um, but who knows? I imagine Moy will be off, and he'll be a, he'll be a difficult one to replace. Yeah, I
0: think I think they've got a few players on loan as well. I think. Um, not knowing the squad because it kind of you know they're like Brighton and they're like Ali says they kind of blur into each other. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think they've got a few players on loan who will probably go back to their parent clubs, and end up at loan up, you know, whichever team wins the playoffs next season.
1: Well, that's it. I mean the, the championship is such a hard lead to get out of. Um, it's it's really a as a toss up as we have seen now at the minute. where right, there's three very good teams at the top, but there's also about seven or eight teams scrapping for the playoff places. So. It's a bit of a bun fight. I, I, they'll probably be involved in it, I would think. But uh, if you look at, say, Swansea, who just went down, they've never really looked likely to come back this season anyway. So it's hard when you go down to rebuild.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, the late game on Saturday um, was West Ham versus Everton, and as Arsenal weren't playing this weekend, uh, we got some comedy defending from elsewhere. Um, <laughs> West Ham losing two nil and trying to make Fulham's defence look good. This was embarrassing, wasn't
1: it? it, it was,
0: <laughs> how this was only 2-0. Like, I, uh, I stopped watching it towards half-time and expected to, to check later on it would be about 9-0 to everything.
1: <laughs> they had so many, like, not even half-chances, just, like, chances where West Ham were had, like, four defenders there and Everton would have six or seven players streaming forward. I don't know what Pellegrini was thinking with his team selection, Um I mean, is there ever really a time to play Lucas Perez? Like, yeah, he didn't seem to have featured very heavily at all recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he decided this was going to be the day he would start. Um, Barely touched the ball. Lanzini is a left winger. just meant there was no cover on the left-hand side. Um, Obiang came in for Mark Noble and didn't really get involved. Um, It was just a shambles from the first couple of minutes, really. It was... West Ham have improved a lot in, in, since you know the first couple of months of the season, but this was everything as bad as we saw at the start of the season.
0: I was going to say West Ham's home form hasn't been too bad. Yeah. No,
1: the very fact we've been even been talking about them as a potential seventh place club. I mean they're, they're only two points off seventh, but mm-hmm. they played yesterday like like they were seventeenth. It was so bad.
0: I say Fabianski was superb for them as well. You know, you, you know, he he kept them in the game. The Everton were just walking through them, and like I was, I was watching, when when Seamus Coleman is is giving you defence nightmares, there's something not quite right there. So
1: like I say, there was, there was always an overlap on on both sides. And mm-hmm. It's like the wide men were just like, you know, we're just going to stay high. You can deal with it later. But it wasn't as if like West Ham were then launching these like wonderful counterattacks or anything. They just didn't get a sniff of the ball all game. They were just absolutely dire. Oh, Nadovich was so poor. Yeah, like um, I
0: say that one chance where he broke through and fell over. I just fell over. Summed it up pretty much. Well, um, ever, yeah. ever since his
1: brother said he's going to go to China, um, I bet he regrets that in the entire month of January. Really, he was uh, <laughs> he was playing fairly well before all that happened. But uh, I, do you think he'll stay now, or do you think there's too too much water under the bridge?
0: I don't know. It depends on what West Ham do in the summer, doesn't it? You know, they could lose Anderson, who was injured yesterday. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's talk that Real Madrid might come in for him if, if Hazard doesn't go. Um, but I reckon Hazard will go. Um, yeah, it depends. You know, there's something there for West Ham to build on, and they have invested heavily in the past. You know, but do they think, OK, we, we need a proper... Because I don't consider Arnautovic an out-and-out striker.
1: No, I think there's an issue where they don't really know what to do with them. Um, yeah. It's always well playing him with Hernandez, but there's not an awful lot of physicality between the pair of them. So, uh-huh. keeping getting the ball up the field and leaving it there, is, you know, it's not uh, it's not always that easy. And Anderson, he
0: was brilliant for the first half of the season,
1: but he's been very badly missing since Christmas. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and that's it. And West Ham have a lot of those play, those type of players, you know, the, who are you know. Perez isn't an out and out striker; they're more like attacking midfielders mm. and stuff like that. And you know, Hernandez, yeah, he's a striker. He is an out and out striker, but he's not a sort of striker who can play on his own. And then they've got Carroll, who who's the same. So while Carroll and Hernandez probably could play together, they they're not going to get you into the, into Europe. Together. No. You know, so then yeah, do that off, you know, I think there's talk that they were in the January they were looking at some lad in Spain. Um paid oh, a lot of money they, for him. Didn't they buy him and then loan him back? I don't know. There was a lot of talk of the di- that deal rings a bell Yeah,
1: I think they did actually, but why would you do that? Like if she would broke a transfer record and have loaned them back. Like that's that's absolutely mad. Yeah,
0: it's strange, isn't it? But you know, so again, West. I think West Ham are one of these teams where they they clear out a lot of players uh, and stuff. You know, Fabianski's fantastic, fantastic. Like, you know, could they lose him? Um, I like Diop at, 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 in the defence, um, but he just looks uh, exiled at times, which might not do many favors. You know, when clubs are watching the performances and they, you know, they like playing like yesterday, that Cantara player. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, Mark Noble can't go on forever. Uh, Ogbonna, I've not been impressed with at all. I think he spent a lot of time running backwards yesterday, yeah. not doing much. You know, um, Zabaletas out of it as well.
1: What's your take on Declan Rice?
0: I think like, he's all right.
1: Do you think he's England's next great to hold midfielder, or do you think he's just a centre half player in midfield who's quite good at breaking the play but not great on the ball?
0: I think he. How to put this? I think he's. In a very similar position to how Phil Jones was when he came through at Blackburn. Oh, yeah. You know, Phil Jones was the same. He was a midfielder who played in defence. And then there was talk. And For me, I thought thought Phil Jones was a better defensive midfielder than he was a Mm -hmm. centre-back. But then he went to Man United and ended up staying as a centre-back, but then played as a right-back.
1: I was going to say he was a very good right-back for a year or so under Mm -hmm. Fergie. And then, uh, obviously, Fergie left and... It all yeah. went downhill for everybody
0: in that yeah. squad. So. It's been it's been very similar with like Eric Dier, Dyer as well. Yes. Uh. You know, a great great midfielder for England, not a very good centre back, pretty good right back, but then he doesn't want to play right back, he wants to play centre back. Um But I think I think with Rice, he knows where he wants to play now. I think he's been given that defensive midfield well. Um it's just how he develops, you know. Does he stay at West Ham? There's talk that he, you know clubs are interested. You know, if he if he stays at West Ham, does he? You know, playing in that midfield spot, he could. He, I think he could develop quite well. Uh, there's talk that Arsenal are looking at him, but then, don't get me wrong, I'd like to see him at the Emirates. But then, did we buy him and do what we do with Callum Chambers, where we don't know where to play him? You know, we Callum Chambers came to us as a defensive midfielder. He's played right back, left back, centre back. You know, everywhere, and he's been he's been pretty good. Oh, I would nearly said brilliant. Then uh, he's been he's been pretty good for Fulham this season in midfield. And to be yeah. fair, in in defence, he's been one of Fulham's best players, uh, in, in Callum Chambers. So, I think yeah, I think a lot hap- depends on what happens in the summer. If he stays at West Ham, uh, he can take that you know that defensive midfield role, um, and then play. You know, he's got some flair players around him. I imagine Wilshire when he gets, you know, when he's not injured or banned or whatever it is. Um, when he's back having a bit of creativity in front of him. Um, It could be be quite interesting, but we'll see. You know, he he looked good when he played for England, but to be fair, they weren't the best games to judge him in.
1: No, I say uh, he he seems to me very good at breaking up the play, but Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really think he's got the range of passing needed to play in that position. Um, I guess it helps him that we've moved to 4-3-3 rather than... The, uh, the the five at the back or wing back whatever you want to call it where that whole midfield has really got to spread the play about um, there's less on us on him to do that when he's got two midfielders either side of him so. that's,
0: that's the thing Like you you look at you know Jorginho who we love to talk about <laughs> do you do you need to have that range of passing if you can break up the play kind of like Coquelin used to do for Arsenal you win the ball you give it to someone else to do the hard work yeah. and that's what Coquelin did for us for a time he was he was really good at it as much as I'm lo- loathe to praise the man when we that season where he was on loan at Charton and we called him back he came in and he broke the play up that's all he did it was only when he then decided well do you know what I want to get more involved and push forward and, and make tackles like ridiculous like reckless red card tackles all the time <laughs> That that's when he became an issue but when he, at first when he was just literally winning the ball passing it off kind of like Kante does yeah win it give it to someone else give it to someone who can pass the ball yeah, so but we'll see uh, you yeah, know, it could be exciting. But we get as as we said uh, about like um, Tomlin, uh, Man United. There's a lot of these young players who come through who are the next big thing, and then two seasons down the line, they they're gone.
1: Yeah, it's important that he gets regular game time. So mm-hmm. for his sake, I hope he doesn't move anywhere else. Where that might not be the case.
0: Definitely, I uh, say so Man City are looking at in. Uh, you wouldn't do that, really, would you? No. <laughs> Um, okay, so the last Saturday game was Leicester uh, c- uh, continuing their improved form under the Messiah Brendan Rogers, uh, winning 2 0 at Bournemouth. Wes Morgan scored two goals in two games, Dave.
1: Do you think Wes Morgan meant this little back flick thing he did? Because I don't.
0: I don't know. It kind of looked like he was trying to get out the way, didn't it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it did. But his big clumsy feet couldn't uh, move quick enough, so he came off his inside heel and went in the opposite corner.
0: Yeah, oh, I Wes think Morgan. I think he'll claim he'll me, he meant it, but
1: he probably will. And fair, he's quite he's quite big, so I wouldn't argue with him. But <laughs> but still, like that's two and two for Wes Morgan. Like you know, he looks turn when that's happening.
0: Yeah, it's strange. To be fair, Leicester look pretty good. You know, they look very attacking, kind of like they did in in, in the title-winning season. You know, I didn't really have much of an issue with with, with Puel and that lot, but they did look a different beast.
1: Yeah, it would um, be interesting to see how they do away from home, because so far he's uh, he's managed mostly home games. Uh, I think it's Rodgers, hasn't he? He did, well, he did away at Burnley, I can tell a lie. But um, other than that, he lost at, lost at Watford, beat Fulham at home. Now he's has been Bournemouth at home. Um, if they can carry that form, I mean, they've got Huddersfield away next week. I mean, that's pretty much a gimme result, isn't it? I would say Leicester have got a very, very good chance of finishing seventh now.
0: Yeah, I would say Wolves' Wolves' form's been a little bit patchy as well. Well, Especially
1: Uh, if Wolves end up getting in the cup final. Um, You can only imagine the players are going to be sidetracked a little bit by that. mm -hmm. Um, And Leicester, with this new manager bounce, whatever you want to call it, they've got a very good chance of finishing seventh.
0: Yeah, i say Vardy's back in a bit of form. He was the the forgotten man under under, uh, Puel towards the end. Uh, Six goals in seven games now
1: yeah I mean he's he'd been written off a bit under Puel but the tactics they were using didn't really play to his strengths whatsoever Um, he looks totally reinvigorated now
0: he did miss a sitter though he did miss a sitter absolute sitter
1: (laughs) yeah we'll we'll let him off but um, Begovic on his goal hilariously colliding with the defender do you see this
0: no I missed this
1: so it's just like Vardy's goal was a header Um, yeah Crossing near post, Vardy gets in front of goalkeeper and defender. Begovic just comes out, kind of like flailing legs and arms everywhere, and just takes the defender out. No way near the ball. <laughs> it's un- celebrating his recall of the team. I say
0: it's unusual for Begovic. I-, I-, I was quite surprised when he got dropped a few weeks ago, especially for Arthur Burke, who's like reckless. Um, Begovic <laughs> is usually pretty re- uh, reliable and whatever. And then like I thought oh, he's come back into the side. But, yeah, I com- I completely missed that.
1: Yeah, I I don't know, Boris must have been very, very good in training, that's all I can surmise because he's like like 37 and out of contract in the summer, so um, I I don't know what they were hoping to achieve with that, but uh, I I think that experiment's finished with for now.
0: Yeah, I say Bournemouth didn't look great at all, I don't think they really did much.
1: No, they just ran out of ideas, don't they? Fraser and Wilson had that link up where Wilson really should have scored, but... uh, Aside from that, I didn't we have an awful lot to shout about?
0: I so say Eddie Howe took responsibility, in his, in his interview saying, you know, he, he felt sorry for the players. They travelled a long way to watch us, and all that. And he was like, well, and they were like, oh, is it down to the players? And he was like, no, we did. I'll take it. I'll take the responsibility for it. But yeah, there was there was very little from Bournemouth. But the thing is, we've seen that in a few games from this season. They seem to have like the odd patch where they're just like, yeah, we're doing all right. We're not going to get relegated.
1: There are forms. Pretty poor, really. Um they've got off oh, Burnley at home next weekend, which it's a fairly big game really. Um Bournemouth shouldn't be getting dragged into it for thirty eight points, but you've gotta you still gotta win the games first to, mm. to get yourselves over the over the line.
0: It's crazy that we were talking about Bournemouth going for seventh place a few weeks ago.
1: Well, that's it. I mean they were what, fifth in November. Mm. Um and then it's been it's been downhill from them ever since, quite literally, but what can you do I mean Wilson got injured that didn't help um, and the, for, for them like their fixed list worked out quite well for them they had a, a lot of the top five or six in November and December so obviously they didn't have them before that time and that run of games has really uh, been a struggle to recover from
0: yeah, yeah. Right. so on to Sunday's games then oh god um Cardiff-Chelsea. Now, the only way this game, before it kicked off, looked any worse on the fixture list was if there was a way they could make it WWE-style triple threat <laughs> and Millwall could have turned up. <laughs> this was shithouse central. And, to be fair, the way it went as well. Um, so, yeah, Cardiff... Um, unfortunate to lose at home to Chelsea?
1: Well, you'd have to say, with the decisions, yes. Um I only saw the first half and then the last 25 minutes so I, I missed a bit where Cardiff scored but uh, Chelsea, as soon as Hazard wasn't playing for Chelsea I thought oh god because I obviously needed Chelsea to get a result here and mm-hmm. they're just garbage like, they're garbage with Hazard but without them they're, even, they're just atrocious really aren't they? They, I was not surprised at all to hear that Chelsea fans turn on sorry yeah. at 1-0 down
0: There was so much pass i think there were a couple of moves where they were just passing the ball around cardiff but then they ran out of ideas it was like <laughs> oh, oh we're in the penalty area what do we do now like there, there was no one like i forgot iguan was playing until he got subbed off
1: yeah he uh hasn't really done a great deal has he <laughs> you
0: know and kante was dropped to the bench
1: yeah so supposedly sari wanted to arrest him and hazard and hudson doi because they had international games um the fact that Hudson Odoi didn't get a single minute after Sari admitted he didn't watch his England debut—it's not exactly the <laughs> old caring uh, manager. It's it, it, <laughs>
0: it's it's it, it, it's crazy, and it absolutely crazy. Uh, I say, but yeah, again, it was possession, but no end product. Camarasa uh, uh, got the opener for Cardiff, who's probably been one of their best players uh, this season. To be fair, Cardiff didn't look terrible. You know, they've been lively in a few games this season, um, but yeah. Uh Asp As oh god. Asp yeah, he's in the equaliser for Chelsea. Um the offside. I, was... I have no idea how this wasn't given. So far offside and as well, like
1: from a linesman's point of view. But no
0: point was ever onside? Like yeah. <laughs> just... there's, there's, there's no there's no decision. He was offside. <laughs> that
1: was a pathetic decision, really. The type that Chelsea seemed always getting their favour. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, yeah. Neil Warnock was livid at this point. Um, obviously, yeah. you know, after after Brexit not going his way uh, in the <laughs> week as well, he was obviously already wound up. Uh, then Rudiger, uh, last man tackle. To be fair, he didn't get sent off. He got a yellow card. I'd probably agree with Ali that this was the right decision. Yeah, I think Kepa did him a huge
1: favour by being pretty much on his toes by the time he made the made the challenge. Hmm. Um. I don't think it can be an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. one 25 yards from goal. Two, with the keeper pretty much on top of the ball. Mm-hmm. And three, it was a third defender on the cover anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it just got worse. Worse than Loftus Cheek nicking a you know a what ninety-second minute winner or something like that.
1: I think the ball was just going up for injury time, wasn't it? And it was uh, just a header from across, wasn't it? But yeah. T-
0: terrible defending. Absolutely shocking defending.
1: Any ball in the box should really be carded bread and butter to defend because it's you know it's Cardiff it's what they do, they just get their heads on everything.
0: No Sol Bamba, sir.
1: Well that's it, they take Sol Bamba out the equation and it's uh, just misery.
0: But yeah, but yeah Chelsea were so poor. That that's the thing, like Cardiff are shit and we're sitting here <laughs> thinking they were unlucky to lose to Chelsea. Well that's, that's it all doesn't it? yeah uh it is like the, the this is the game that keeps on giving though i, I don't know if you've checked twitter since the full time S- some of some of the things going around so like there's there's the memes with obviously neil warnock uh <laughs> angrily shaking his fingers uh underneath the caption of they said they were gonna leave on the ninth <laughs> and all this um Oh, why Why? Why do, why do reporters ask that man his opinion on Brexit? I know, it's um, just asking the trouble. But have you seen the stare down that occurred? Yes, where he just
1: stood in the centre circle. <laughs> it's
0: just <laughs> ridiculous.
1: To be honest though, like I really want to punch Craig Pawson in the back of the head because he just stood there looking really smug <laughs> like he made the right decisions and I hate Craig Pawson at the best of times. <laughs> but, oh God.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was proper weird. I don't think that's the end of the we've seen of that, that clip. Uh so on to late drama again in the uh the Super Sunday game I'm sure that's what Sky still call them. Uh Liverpool against Tottenham so it was going into the game I think it was second versus fourth or something like that second versus third.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Second
0: versus third. Um sky has been hyping this one up for weeks. Um and then you know Jurgen Klopp decided to start Henderson and Milner.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think if Ali was here he'd be
0: going ballistic about uh Mr. Klopp's midfield selections. Liverpool Twitter was literally rabid, like it, in the in the like half an hour before kickoff. Like Fabinho only played three minutes for Brazil.
1: I mean, would you? Why would you ever pick Milner or indeed Henderson over Fabinho?
0: Like... Maybe he thought Henderson was rested because no one would actually think Henderson played more than ninety minutes for England on international duty, surely? They
1: wouldn't have thought so, would you?
0: But yeah, no, it, it was it was it was very strange. Um, but yeah, for me, I got Liverpool off to a, a decent start with a with a header. strangely. good header. Uh, yeah, yeah, Hugo Lloris just standing still like he well, does. That's what, that's what he does. Yeah, uh, a quick free kick for the equaliser from Lucas Moura. Uh, I'm not sure if Eric was it. Is Ericsson who laid the ball off for him, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, so Kim I'm not sure Kim- if he meant it. No, Kian Ping just tripped you, sort of missed his cross. miss missed his cross, and then we were put it in.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a comedy of errors, basically. Um, but yeah, um, Aldo with an own goal. Um, but Have you seen I'd, this now?
1: Uh, yeah, I'd be livid if I was him getting credit with that own goal, because it's really not his fault. Like, What is Hugo Lloris doing here?
0: It, it, he does it a lot, though. He just palms the ball out, not thinking where he's putting it. Well, like, Salas header was... It straight, at ha- him, well, it's right. st- straight at him, but Straight at
1: him, and it wasn't exactly like an Andy Carroll thunderbolt header. Like it was mm-hmm. fairly, fairly soft.
0: Yeah, this this is a a, a Luke uh, a Mohammed Salah. I've got written down here. Like before they scored, is Salah's goal drought affecting Liverpool in a negative way? And I don't mean just because he's not scoring, but like he's desperate to score. Oh, it just
1: seems absolutely. As you say, well, that can't be another word other than desperate to score because he, uh, he just shoots every time he to the ball. Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's all he's doing.
0: Yeah, like like Ali credits Harry Kane with doing, but yeah, <laughs> he he was absolutely desperate to score, and like you could even though he didn't score this goal, you could see in the celebration he was quite relieved. You know that that frustration had lifted, so you know maybe that would be a good thing for them. But yeah, Laurie's... Oh, now I've got a friend on Twitter who who loves. Larice, to the point where, like, he goes to Spurs games and he—I don't know where his season ticket is now—but at White Hart Lane, <laughs> it used to be like right behind the goal. Oh yeah. And he used to like post pictures up like, "Hey Hugo," and all this, you know. Going oh, out, you know it was, it was like Loris was his favorite player. Like he's a goalkeeper as well, which is fair enough, and whatever. Even he was spitting feathers. Like this guy's got to go. Oh, he, no. he, give him a, if Liverpool win the league, give him a medal and stuff like that. <laughs> um, Interesting enough, I, I did some research. Uh, he has eight unforced errors that have led to goals this season. Wow, really? As many as eight? Yeah, only one goalkeeper has more. Can you name him? Joe Hart. No. Not, not George. Uh, Your best friend. No, Kappa.
1: No. Jordan what? Pickford. Oh, my other best friend. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jordan Pickford uh, has more. Uh, and I think it's like something like the sixth goalkeeping error that has led to late goals for Liverpool.
1: <sighs> Bloody hell. It, it,
0: it's crazy, is it? you know if, if Liverpool do go on to win the title... Um, you, you, know, do, talk. you do wonder
1: if it's... Uh, Written in the stars, isn't
0: it? Yeah, the, the, the Anfield celebrated like the league has won, <laughs> which was which was unusual. Uh, it wasn't a bad game. I, I thought you know, I thought Liverpool played all right. I thought Spurs, as much as it hurts, they didn't play terribly. But, uh, oh, uh,
1: Spurs will be kick. Well, Sissoko will be kicking himself for.
0: Uh, oh yeah, that's that chance that he missed. Like you want anyone in that position other than him, don't you?
1: Pretty much. Yeah. He um, He's not a good finisher, especially on his left foot. Like, it was never going to end well for him, but uh, they looked good on the break. The more mm-hmm. Liverpool commit forward, it looked like Spurs were going to be the only team we were going to win, um, but then Luis intervened, so that was that.
0: That's it. Spurs just don't want to draw, though, do they? Um, but, yeah, I say Sal- Salah's been terrible for the last few games and stuff, and I, I was watching this game thinking, oh, it's going to finish as a draw. You know, Salah's just, his head's not there and whatever, and then, yeah, he... Hugo Lloris just literally gifts him uh, (laughs) gifts them a goal Um, so looking at the running, I think we've discussed this a few times now between uh, Man City and Liverpool Uh, I think uh, what we got, so Liverpool's fixtures now are Southampton, Chelsea Cardiff, Huddersfield, Newcastle and Wolves Man City have got Cardiff Palace, Tottenham, Man United, Burnley Leicester and Brighton, you'd argue that Liverpool have the easier running Mm -hmm. you would Man City's game in hand there is the Man United game, I believe.
1: Yeah, well, the, the fact that we have two games in hand one on uh, Wednesday night, but also mm-hmm. next weekend they won't play a league game because of the FA Cup, so then they'll have Man United as their other game in hand. Yeah. mean um, we talked about this last week, didn't we? But uh, April is just a huge month for Man City. They've mm-hmm. got so, so many games in three different competitions. Liverpool have only got to focus on their next game, which is Southampton. For, for the most part, the the winnable games against clubs in the bottom the bottom echelon of the table.
0: Mm-hmm. So the the only game I can see them causing Liverpool trouble. No offence, Dave, is the Chelsea game. But even then, Chelsea is shit. Oh, exactly, <laughs> like. Unless yeah.
1: is going to get sacked between now and then, um, I imagine Liverpool will win that yeah. fairly yeah. easily.
0: Yeah, and then they've got Wolves on the last day of the season, which is a potential banana skin, I suppose. But then again, <sighs> if Wolves are in the FA Cup final... Yeah,
1: there'll be uh, a Dormitore at right left-back, or a right-wing-back <laughs> right, right <laughs> wing back against uh, Andy Robertson, so yeah. that'll be good fun.
0: Yeah, that's it. I say, but I say, looking at Man City's fixtures. Okay, Man City have got Spurs. Yeah, you know, you know, could cause an upset. Man United, I imagine they'll be well up for that. But then, yeah, apart from that, teams with not much to play for, you know, they got Cardiff on uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday night.
1: Wednesday night, yeah. I mean, they'll win that with their eyes closed. so That won't be an issue for them. Yeah. But um, I just think if you play any top level team three times in the space of two or two weeks, whatever it's ten days, um, they're gonna cancel each other out eventually. I, I just players at that level should really play against an opponent. All right, once and they get beaten twice. They should be getting close to them by the third time. You should know what they're going to do. Which it, they might end up canceling each other out, but it just mm-hmm. whether it's just depends on whether it's the league game or not.
0: Yeah. So, so yeah, been an interesting running the uh, quest for fourth place uh, still wide open. I so say Arsenal got their game in hand again tomorrow night against Newcastle. Um, it's at the Emirates. So yeah, it is at the Emirates? Isn't it is. It? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, although I don't, it's hard. Hard to be confident because you guys have come to come to down to our end of the woods and and done us over before.
1: Not very often though. I think we've lost all our last seven <laughs> visits to to, uh, to the Emirates. So,
0: so but yeah. So as we discussed last week, Arsenal got a great chance. Now we're finishing in the top four. I think. But, Win tomorrow, they're back up to third.
1: Yeah, well, that's a bit a big uh, confidence boost isn't it, to say you're third rather than just hanging on in fourth. Like it's yeah. really could be a time to uh, to put your foot down and. and Especially as Spurs haven't won in, what, four or five games now?
0: Uh, five. Four five. defeats and a draw in their last oh, uh, last few games. Oh
1: dear. When you're at Everton away for you next weekend? Like, uh, yeah. Mm, hit and miss. Everton uh, have been very good in the last two games, but been very poor in the previous 30. Okay. So <laughs> who who really knows? Um, yeah. And then, of course, you got back into Europa League and that might get in the way, but same time got a squad for a reason it's a a fairly deep squad all right you've got a few injuries but they should clear up I would think
0: Uh, right as we've seemed to have wrapped up pretty quickly there's a few other things we can go through I suppose as we are a weekend review not a Premier League review Um, (laughs) Sunderland's quest for glory uh, ended on penalties by Portsmouth
1: good good
0: (laughs) yeah I thought that'd be the result
1: Um, honestly (laughs) beforehand I wasn't really bothered but then yesterday the the gobshade owner was on Twitter and he um, he made the ridiculous claim that uh, no one in the south knows who Newcastle are and Sunderland are far more well known.
0: What?
1: Exactly. <laughs> like, it's oh, like, well, okay. one of those clubs has got Rafael Benitez as his manager. They get 50000 a week and are in the Premier League. And the other is in League One in the Checker Trade <laughs> Trophy final. <laughs> uh, yeah, hmm. so a
0: couple, a couple of the guys, was it, uh, Tom and Greg were there. Well, it was there. It
1: seemed to be on WhatsApp the game, but... <laughs> I was going
0: to say. Offering to fight each other and, uh, yeah, what's <laughs> <laughs> WhatsApp. It, it was really entertaining. Um, but, yeah, i say a few seasons ago, this was a, a Premier League fixture. And now they're playing, I don't even know what the Checker Trade Trophy is. It's like, uh, it's like the is League even, Cup for shit teams, isn't it? It is.
1: Why, why is it even a thing? Like, It's not like League One and League Two, but, but like a, f- a few games. Like, they've got more games than most leagues. Like, ah, let's throw this bullshit tournament in the mix as isn't, well just, isn't
0: this the one that under 23 is playing as well
1: yeah exactly oh, yeah. excellent that's, that's just how important it is
0: die out at Wembley uh,
1: well that's the thing Like on the other hand you'd want to have 40,000 of you in Wembley or around London and that's great but it's, it's for nothing like all of a sudden Portland have done it's played two hours it's so probably going to tire <laughs> them out it's probably going to cost them points in the league because they've now got games in hand to play at the business end of the season <laughs> so is it worth it?
0: Yeah, Probably not. I suppose. Uh, north of the border, Celtic beat Rangers in the SPL to effectively win the league. Um, Morelos was sent off for being a fucking idiot. Uh, I didn't see what he actually did, but I imagine it was rash. Um, and Scott Brown is a shit house. Is the other note I've got written down here.
1: Yeah, so Scott Brown gave him a little kick and he responded by like, four-arm smashing him in the face. Oh, OK. And as, as, you,
0: as you'd like to do to Scott Brown, to be fair. Well,
1: there is that. Then I think Ryan Kent has a golem later on as well mm-hmm. and doesn't get booked or sent off. I think by this point the ref's like, well, to be honest, I'd have done the same thing.
0: Yeah, I did see the, um, the interview. Have you seen the interview with Scott Brown afterwards? Uh, I haven't. No. Uh, so Andy Halliday, after the uh, Ryan Kent incident, um, Andy Halliday came over and had a go because I believe somebody, some Rangers player, was sent off after the game was finished. Uh, whether that was Kent or Halliday, I don't know. Uh, but ha- yeah, Andy Halliday came over to have a go and literally sparked a brawl on the pitch. And the uh, the interviewer said to Scott Brown, he was like, "Oh, what what happened with the Ryan Kent incident?" He's like, oh, "I didn't see anything." <laughs> uh, and then he was like, "Oh, what about Andy Halliday?" He went, "Yeah, he came over to congratulate me." Oh dear. <laughs> and the guy was like, really? And he just gave this, this shitty and like smirk. Uh yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh in the championship as as Ross is probably listening, uh, Leeds, uh I believe they beat Millwall, uh, Sheffield United lost, uh, to put Leeds back into second place.
1: Yeah, it happened in pretty much the same minute. Uh, Leeds went ahead, haven't been behind for a lot of the game, and Sheffield United went behind to Bristol City, so yeah, a I, good time for Ross.
0: I generally follow at Leeds' results just by looking at the WhatsApp group on on a, on a Saturday afternoon by Ross's reactions. <laughs> yes. I imagine. I think at some point they well, from what I gather, at some point they were winning, then they were drawing, and then uh, Pablo Hernandez, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, who's
1: apparently not in team of the season despite being head and shoulders one of the best players in the in the league weird Yeah,
0: but yeah, so yeah, leads back into automatic places, uh, I believe Norwich have got that pretty much wrapped up.
1: <laughs> yeah, Norwich won at Middlesbrough, um, Tony Pulis, must be hanging by a thread.
0: Oh, I saw, I saw him in the week, uh, is it Martin Braithwaite he was m- ranting about in midweek?
1: Yeah, they say the Danish
0: the yeah, Danish lad, yeah, I'm yeah. presuming that's who it was. I saw him going off about some player who's out on loan from Middlesbrough in playing Spain, and um, was saying how much he loved the club, but thought Tony Pulis was a shit manager or something. Probably fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But obviously, Tony Pulis didn't seem to appreciate this, uh, no. judging by the interview. Uh, no. I can't think what else has happened in the world of football as we're under an hour. Uh, not, not much really. Uh, full, full. Uh, not, it's not a full uh, Premier League fixtures in the week, is it?
1: No, so in the week it's there's five games and it's just teams who have been playing the FA Cup basically. Um so you've got Watford and Fulham so Fulham could be relegated on Tuesday. Spurs' new stadium opens on Wednesday. Woo I know, thank I, God. I, to be
0: fair it looks quite a nice stadium.
1: It looks incredible,
0: but uh
1: it's also been built for like four and a half years or something, so whenever they start building it so um I mean Kind of interested to see how they adapt to playing in a new stadium because, as we talked about last week, it's not always the the easiest thing to do, is it? But
0: yeah, I don't know how their under 18s got on last weekend, but I know their Legends team lost yesterday.
1: I did, that. I saw it was three to, when Gaza came on.
0: Yeah, they, 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 they I think they lost 5 4 to, to Inter forever. Um, so you know, I just don't want to win games there either. But yeah, I was, <laughs> from the outside it looks like a toilet bowl, but from the inside, it, oh, I'll give them credit. It's a very nice looking stadium. What do, uh, what do you make
1: of that uh, that pint technology where you put your glass on top of the tap and it fills the
0: fills from things? the bottom? Yeah, yeah, they have them at the NEC.
1: How does it work? I I don't don't understand. No,
0: it's magic. It's magic. Yeah, (laughs) they they have it at the NEC. They've got these Budweiser machines, and I I think Budweiser tastes like the devil's piss. But like, you can't help but buy one just to see them put these wick glasses on. Yeah, I don't quite understand how they work. I'm sure I've watched YouTube videos on it, and I still don't understand how they work.
1: No, like to me, stuff shouldn't go through any sort of material. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I. I I didn't. I didn't realize that these weren't in all stadiums. Cause I, can't, I can't I can't remember if they've got them at the Emirates or not. I don't usually buy beer at the football, that's to be fair. Um, but yeah, they've, they've had them at the NEC for quite some time when, I, when I've been to concerts and stuff there. Uh, next weekend, let's have a look quickly going on forward. Mm, only a few games next weekend. There seems to be an awful lot of Monday and Friday games coming up.
1: Yeah, Sky are in their full-on, fuck you, we're going to show football when we want kind of phase. So. Yeah, Arsenal. Like,
0: Arsenal could rent out the Emirates on Saturday afternoons at the moment. Obviously, playing in the Europa League doesn't help with that. Uh, but I don't think we've got a Saturday game now between now and the end of the season. Really?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I suppose the, the Europa doesn't help your, ma- your cause yeah. there, like. i know. Uh, tell
0: you what, the Saturday before, the last but one game of the season, all, all Premier meet. League teams play on a Saturday.
1: I actually haven't done the TV games yet, because they wait to see what's still up for grabs.
0: Ah, that's why I remember looking at it earlier and thinking, it's weird, because I know the last Saturday season <laughs> everyone plays at the same time, but the week the weekend before, every Premier League t- Game is f- three o'clock on a Saturday. I'm thinking oh. that's really strange.
1: It is, isn't it? No, they'll they'll do it close to the time oh, just like to yeah. see what. So about what's,
0: six uh, of those games will move. Well, probably.
1: Um, even us, like we've got Leicester away on a Friday night. Like, I mean, why? Like, we shouldn't really be involved in the relegation scrap now, and Leicester certainly won't be. So,
0: yeah, so a couple of our games are on on, on TV. Uh, again, so we've got Leicester on a, on a Monday night as well. Um, but I can mind wearing for the top four I suppose uh, but yeah yeah
1: I mean I'm not going to complain it's it's a, it's a good time of year to watch games generally there's uh, mm-hmm. something at stake in nearly all of them um, us versus Leicester aside but Yeah,
0: we'll I FA Cup semi-finals next weekend I believe as well
1: yeah um, it's hard uh, we talked about this last week but it's hard to see past Man City I'm kind of more interested in seeing Woolsey Watford to be honest but I guess yeah. we can uh, we can pick the bones out of that next weekend.
0: Yeah. So what so what fixtures have we got to go on next week? Let's have a have a, have a quick look. Uh, so Southampton Liverpool on the Friday, Bournemouth Burnley, Huddersfield Leicester, Newcastle Palace. Well, at least we can talk about the Newcastle game. Um, <laughs> and then Everton Arsenal in in the league is he, is an early kickoff on the Sunday. Uh, so yeah, it should be something there then.
1: It's not bad. Uh, what do you
0: think for tomorrow night then? I don't know. I'd like to think that we we you know, we haven't played in three weeks. Um bar a shitty friendly in Dubai, uh where we basically played the kids. Um the core of our squad hasn't had competitive international action as well. Uh, you know, Erzog doesn't play, uh Leno's not doesn't play for Germany, um I'm pretty sure Mustafi doesn't play for Germany either. Um You know, Koscielny's retired, Lacazette's retired. I don't know about Aubameyang, whether he went over to Africa. Lacazette's retired from National Football? Well, well, uh, not by choice, I think. Uh, I think, like, he's got issues. Deschamps is still in charge, isn't he? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Lacazette has issues with him. Uh, Uh, I believe Lacazette is one of the players who's come out and claimed he's a racist. Fantastic. So... Yeah, there's been there's been there's been a lot of talk about De Ch- some of Deschamps's decisions, uh, and even when Lacazette was banging goals in in France, he, he wasn't getting a look in over Giroud. And then when he came to Arsenal, and Giroud left. There was a lot of talk that okay, Lacazette will get picked now because he's took Giroud's place. Nah, Giroud still got in ahead of him. <laughs> so you know, and even when even with Giroud not score not playing at Chelsea, he still gets into the team ahead of Lacazette. So I think I think there's something there. Um, but yeah now uh, yeah you've got a few injury concerns I think still oh probably yeah. um, Almiron got sent off
1: playing for Paraguay um, okay he if you ban for
0: tomorrow then would be great, <laughs> nah, be great.
1: No, no, no one else probably like it seems to be one, <laughs> one rule for us and one rule for everybody else but no he in theory he should play but I know what Rafa's like and if players have been away um, wouldn't shock us to see a couple of them bench benched so, but yeah. I think Rondon played and scored against Argentina for Ecuador but then he didn't play the second game so he should be alright
0: yeah so Rondon Mustafi is not a battle I'm looking forward to
1: I mean he's pretty much our game plan Rondon so yeah uh,
0: you know Shelby doesn't seem to play that many games for you at the moment so that's pretty interesting you know him, no, him think, against Glendouzi would be interesting I
1: think it'll be Diame and Hayden um, which seems to be his go to pairing away from home at the minute since Longstaff got injured but you're missing Torreira
0: aren't you Ah, uh, banned. I think he's banned. He's still. He gets, well, that's the thing because we haven't played in so long. I can't <laughs> remember if he's still banned or not. I'm sure already he was banned, and Xhaka was
1: doubtful because yeah, he came off yeah, for Switzerland.
0: Yeah, Xhaka he, he picked up a knock. You know, that, he's played quite well recently. I should say said it's No, no, no problem. But he, he's played all right recently.
1: He scored a good goal for, uh, for Switzerland.
0: Mhm. will No doubt, be back to being shit tomorrow then.
1: Well, maybe that's. If it's, if he's out, well, maybe that's where we can get some joy. Uh, Gendouzi's good, but he can't do it all on his own. I wouldn't have thought.
0: Yeah, so it depends depends who we play. So Ramsey can wind down the last few weeks of his contract I suppose.
1: Well, he he withdrew from Wales duty, so I don't know if he's. I thought well. is
0: that still a rule? It used to be a rule, didn't it? If you withdrew for, withdrew, you couldn't play your next club game. Well, it didn't um,
1: do Luke Shaw, Rashford.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because when Trent, Trent children, Alexander. <laughs> You know, there's, there's there's plenty of players who withdraw and end up playing and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't I don't know it, how it works and so. Um, wasn't there somebody who got knocked out in international duty this week?
1: Oh, sure, but he he was banned anyway. Which he he got ten yellow cards uh, a while ago, and he missed Bournemouth before the international break, and he was always going to be banned for tomorrow anyway. Oh, so that's
0: right because he's one of your most creative players. He, worryingly, um. <laughs> he is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <but>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, right then, anything else you'd like to discuss before we wrap up, sir? No I think we've uh, I think we've covered everything in the world there. Excellent. We've got, we even made it to the uh, to the, the hour mark excellently. Uh right so you can find Dave on social media at uh, At @cm9798 and he's
1: various websites that you write for. Yeah, I mean the main ones uh, @cm9798.co.uk. Um yeah. It's just a Chaman- Chamanja Red Roll Fest. If you uh, are at a loose end, come and join us.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you can find us at Man on the Post on Twitter. Um, you can usually send pictures of people in lower league football clubs on there. <laughs> uh, we've got a Facebook group and an Instagram account as well, although the Instagram account doesn't seem to get used very often, Chris. <clears throat> um, uh, and that's it then. Uh, we'll be back with you next week and check out all the other shows. And always remember to keep your Man on the Post.